Good day everyone and welcome to Wealth Radio. Growing wealth of made easy. My name is Gia Gatapia and you're listening to Investment Insights. In this program, we feature exclusive interviews with financial experts and industry champions so you, our listeners, can gain insights to help you in making important decisions, especially when it comes to your investments. Our topic for today is about REITs or the Real Estate Investment Trusts. This type of investment is becoming more and more popular, especially with the launch of the Philippines' first REIT IPO last year. But how do REITs differ from other types of investments? How can investors earn from this? I actually had a chat with Mr. Jerome Gatmaitan, BPI Capital's Director of Equity Capital Markets, to discuss these questions. Please keep tuned in as we deep dive into the world of REITs. Hi, Jerome. Hi, yeah. So, Jerome, one important thing about you that I haven't told our audience yet is that you were actually directly involved in the very first REIT IPO in the Philippines, the one I mentioned earlier, the $257 million REIT IPO of the Ayala Land REIT Incorporated. Can you share with us, Jerome, your experience with that particular IPO since it was the very first time that REIT will be introduced to the Philippine market? What were the challenges or the things you had to do in making sure that this particular issuance will be well-received by the Philippine investors? Thanks, yeah, that's a very uh, good question. Uh, you know, the A-REIT uh, IPO uh, took uh, two years in the making and uh, you know we're very proud of uh, that transaction uh, i think one of the major challenges uh, that uh, we encountered was really educating a lot of people about uh, reits it was it will be a new instrument people are unfamiliar with it and uh, i think that, that was a major challenge uh, to, to, to bring the uh, reit message across uh, to many people um, and to be able to explain what reits are uh, and how, how to invest in REITs. And I think that was a major challenge that we had to uh, overcome. Um, and, uh, you know, we were happy to do a lot of uh, REIT education uh, to various institutions, as well as to our retail investors. Yeah, that's good to hear, Jerome. And I think until now, no, we still continue to spread information and educate, you know, the Philippine investors about REIT and any other more complex investment securities that are available out there in the market. So we're, we're with you on that one. We're actually, that's one of the purposes that, that's why we're having this discussion this morning, you know, to further, um, spread information and educate, you know, the Philippine investors about REIT. In particular, so I guess that's a good way to start this conversation this morning. So, Jerome, let's dive right into the topic that we're really gonna talk about this morning. Let me ask you the most basic question: What is a real sure. estate investment trust? A real estate uh, investment trust is a stock corporation that invests primarily in income-generating real estate assets. So REITs are required to distribute a minimum of 90% of its distributable income in order to avail of the tax exemption. So what mm -hmm. this means is that uh, if the REIT distributes 100% of its distributable income, then it does not have to pay uh, any income tax. If it distributes 90% of uh, its distributable income, then the 10% uh, gets taxed. Mm -hmm. A REIT must be organized as a public company and listed mm -hmm. on the Philippine Stock Exchange. 
oh, okay, so thank you for that information, Jerome. I guess that's the simplest way on how we can, you know, explain how a real estate investment trust really works. So based on your explanation, I can gather at least three important points. Number one, as regards the, the structure of a REIT. So it is organized or is structured as a corporation, a publicly listed corporation and listed in the Philippine Stock Exchange. So it, since it is a corporation, it means that if one invests in a REIT, he or she is a stockholder of that REIT company. So, for example, the A-REIT, the Ayala Land REIT that we had last year, it means that the A-REIT is a completely and totally separate corporation and entity from Ayala Land Incorporated itself. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, but in one way or another, they, they are definitely related with one another. It's just that A-REIT is specifically created and organized for the primary purpose of investing in income-generating real estate assets. The second one is about tax exemptions. So there is a minimum threshold, a minimum percentage of the REIT's distributable income that has to be distributed for the REIT corporation to avail of income tax exemption. Just, just yes. to build on what you said, uh, the, uh, the, the idea of, uh, of a REIT is that uh, you have already mature assets uh, in the REIT vehicle uh, that are able to uh, dividend out to uh, its shareholders. Uh, that's, that's really the, 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 the main idea of a REIT. Oh, okay. So it's give, it's, let me, if, if I may put it this way, so it's, you know, we're giving um, investors the opportunity to actually be involved and invest in um, companies that are investing in real estate assets without, you know, requiring them to actually put up their own corporation. They're just going to buy shares of REIT. And in that way, they're somehow already involved and investing in a corporation that is primarily invested in real estate assets and gaining benefits from that type of uh, business. That's correct, and and you know uh, it, it also uh, uh, it, it, it's it's also for investors that uh, they can just buy a uh, a share on the uh, Philippine Stock Exchange at affordable ticket sizes without actually having to uh, shell out a lot of money to invest in a piece of property, which may be expensive for them. Yeah, that's right. So now I'm already thinking of buying shares myself. <laughs> okay, so Jerome, the third and last point that I was able to get from your explanation and also in relation to the second point that I raised. So uh, a REIT distributes income to its investors. Is it on a regular basis or is there a certain or fixed percentage that they should pay to their stockholders? So uh, to answer your first question, yes, it's, it's on a regular basis. This can be done on an annual basis or a semi-annual basis or a quarterly basis. So we've seen a lot of uh, REITs in Hong Kong and Singapore that have done this on a semi-annual annual or quarterly basis. Uh, here in the Philippines, uh, I believe that, uh, for example, a REIT is done on a quarterly basis. Oh, I see. So that's really, you know, um, um, that can be an avenue or um, one of the means through which investors can receive a regular um, income or um, regular dividend from the shares that they invested in. So allow me to just backtrack a little, Jerome, about the structure of a REIT. We shared, we shared earlier that a REIT primarily invests in income-generating real estate assets. Are these the only assets a REIT can invest in? What is the scope of investments that REITs can go into? And what are the limitations of a REIT with respect to its investment activities? 
It's a very, very good question here. Um, basically, as you had mentioned, uh, REITs can invest in income-generating real estate assets. At uh -huh. least 75% of its deposited property should be in income-generating real estate assets. Uh -huh. It can also invest in government securities, commercial paper, mutual funds, and securities issued by local or foreign corporations based on the law. Uh, there's also a leverage limit for REITs. It cannot exceed 35% of its total deposited property, which is basically the fair market value of their assets. If uh -huh. rated, uh, uh, REITs can uh, leverage all the way up to 70% of its deposited property. Oh, I see. So help me just a little on this one, Jerome. So when we say deposited property, does it refer to the total fair market value of the assets in which the REIT company itself is invested in? Is that how, is, was I able to understand it correctly? That's correct, yeah. That is the uh, definition of deposited property. Okay, thank you. So at least 75% of the equivalent value of those assets should be invested in income generating real estate properties. That is the minimum and investing any percentage lower than 75% in assets that are not real estate assets is not allowed because it will then mean that the REIT may no longer be operating anymore as a REIT or as a real investment trust company. Is that how we put it? Did I understand it correctly again? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can put it that way. Um, and as, as I had mentioned earlier, um, mm -hmm. the idea really is for, uh, for the REIT vehicle to contain already mature assets that are already uh, cash flow generating and are able to uh, dividend out to the shareholders. Oh, okay. I see. So thank you. Thank you so much for helping me on that one, Jerome. So are there different types or classifications of REITs? What are these, if there are any, and how we can, can we differentiate one from the other? Sure. I mean, there are many, many different types of REITs uh, across uh, the world. Uh, there, there are office REITs where you get uh, rental and leasing income from uh, office properties. Uh, there could be more REITs uh, where you get rental and leasing income from the shopping malls uh, or retail space. Uh, these could, there could also be hospitality REITs such as uh, hotels, condo hotels. Uh, there could also be infrastructure REITs such as toll roads, uh, where toll fees are collected. Uh, uh -huh. there, there could also be industrial REITs like techno parks, uh, industrial parks, data centers, where one gets leasing income from the warehousing uh, or manufacturing uh -huh. space. Uh, these could be, uh, and also we've seen a lot of uh, REITs in Hong Kong and Singapore that are diversified. That could be a combination of uh, mall and office REIT, for example. I guess. And those classifications of REITs can just mean that we can, you know, a REIT can be as flexible as it wants to be in terms of the types of properties that it would want to invest in, as long as those properties are income generating real estate assets. Okay. That's correct, yeah. Okay, so now, Jerome, I think this is one of the common questions we often receive from investors. What is the difference between a REIT and another specific type of investment, such as a bond and a common stock? Because earlier, we did explain that a REIT distributes income, but we also know that a bond also distributes income. We also mentioned that a REIT is structured as a corporation, so investors of REIT are technically stockholders of the REIT company. But when we buy common stocks, we also become stockholders of the corporations whose shares which we, we purchased from the market. So how are REITs, bonds, and common stocks different from each other? 
Yeah, so bondholders uh, receive regular interest payments until the bond's maturity date. At maturity date, uh, they receive uh, basically the bond principal. So for example, at year zero today, uh, one makes an initial investment of 100. On year one, the interest is five. On year two, the interest is five. Then on year three, the interest is five. And at maturity, one receives uh, basically the principal back of 100. Uh, for common stocks, uh, they don't always pay dividends. So, uh, and also stock prices may increase or decrease depending on the company's growth, among others. So at year zero, for example, uh, one makes an initial investment again of 100. Uh, then on year one, um, it is possible uh, that uh, one may not get anything uh, that year. Then in year two, uh, the dividend uh, that one receives is eight. Then in year three, the dividend is two. And when one decides to sell uh, the, the, the stock, the stock price could be higher or lower uh, or the same uh, when the initial investment was made. Uh, REITs are, are common shares, as you had mentioned before, uh, with high dividend payouts. Uh, the stock price, again, may increase or decrease depending on the company's growth, among others. REITs are required to distribute, uh, as I had mentioned before, 90% of its distributable income. Cash flows are generally stable because of the REITs business model where one has mature assets in them. So at year zero today, uh, if you go back to our example, um, we make an initial investment of, say, 100. On year one, the dividend may be 5. Then in year mm -hmm. two, the dividend may be 5.25. Then in year three, the dividend could be 5.75. The dividend yield can grow in this example due to rental escalations, any asset mm -hmm. enhancements that the vehicle or the uh, assets uh, uh, may have uh, gone through, or any accretive ac asset acquisitions uh, that the REIT uh, vehicle has done. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Jerome. I think that was very well explained. You were really able to delineate the differences between bonds, a common stock, and a REIT. So, Jerome, let's say if I want to invest in a REIT. How will I know or how will I determine if it is a promising investment? Are there specific things that I should look out for or consider before I actually invest in a REIT or before I actually choose which type of REIT I would want to invest in? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a very, very uh, good question. Um, you should try to uh, definitely uh, pick up the uh, REIT plan or the prospectus of REITs that are available uh, in the market uh, so you can read a lot more information about uh, the REITs that are out there. Uh, one should check, uh, of course, the exposure to the cash-generating real estate assets um, of, of the REIT vehicle. You know, what are the length of the lease contracts uh, of the, uh, in, in the REIT vehicle? Um, mm -hmm. Next, you should check, of course, uh, the assets. Uh, where are these assets located? Are they in prime areas or located mm -hmm. in major cities or central business districts? Um, you should also check the uh, tenant mix. Uh, is there tenant risk? Uh, is mm -hmm. it diversified enough? Uh, does one think that the uh, tenants are financially secure, that they're able to maintain their uh, monthly rental payments, for example? Um, you know, also, you know, what are, as I mentioned, what are the length of the lease contracts? Are they three years, five years, ten years? Um, you know, are, are the tenants uh, potentially scheduled to renew their contracts within the next few years? Uh, it's important really to understand the certainty of cash flows over time. Uh, another thing to uh, look out for is, uh, does the REIT vehicle have debt? 
uh, if none, there could be potential for the vehicle to use debt to grow. Um, so, and also another key question is, who is the sponsor of the REIT vehicle? Does the sponsor have a track record in uh, real estate development? Uh, do they have a commitment to grow these assets? Um, you know, how do they plan to execute uh, this growth strategy? Uh, what could be also the dividend payout uh, in the future for the REIT vehicle? Uh, you know, all of this could, uh, could translate uh, to high dividend yields if, uh, if uh, you know, there's growth uh, that is also uh, proven um, uh, by the, uh, the sponsor or the management team. Okay, thank you very much, Jerome, for those information. I guess I have a lot of pointers now to enumerate and take down notes of. But what I appreciate the most about the things that you shared are they're really very practical things. Because normally, when when people ask, um, what are the things that we should consider before we buy a stock, they're going to give us information as to the financial books of the corporation, the financial position, the cash flow, which technically are really very um, complex things to be absorbed by ordinary investors like me or like our, most of our audience, for instance. But the things that you shared are really very practical things that we can readily um, do research about and understand. Like, for example, the location of the assets in which the REIT is invested in, the types of tenants that are leasing the properties in which the REIT um, is invested in and you know the, the cash flow also um, the, the years of the contract or the, the, the tenor of the contract between the, the property owner and the, the tenant so I guess those are very practical things that we can readily do research about and consider and study uh, and you know help us determine whether the REIT shares that we are going to buy are really worth it so thank you for sharing those information jerome so now given our current market conditions and we're still in pandemic right now and we don't know when is this gonna end actually um given this current market conditions that we have now may we consider REITs as good investments I believe so. Uh, REITs can offer high dividend yields uh, given that uh, they are just, uh, required to distribute 90% of their distributable income each year. Uh, REITs mm -hmm. can also be viewed as uh, potential inflation hedged uh, instruments. Uh, mm -hmm. Typically, the average yearly rental escalation uh, is between 3 to 5% uh, for, for example, for offices. Uh, if you compare that to the average inflation over the last 10 years, which is about 3%, there's about a 2% differential between the rental escalation uh, and the inflation. Um, other than that, you know, REITs uh, being yield instruments are often uh, viewed on a total return basis, uh, which is a function of basically your dividend yield and your dividend yield growth. So how do REITs uh, get this dividend yield growth? It could come from your built-in rental escalations in the contracts. It could also come from any potential asset enhancements. So, for example, if a building initially had five floors and a ca major capex enhancement was done, increase that to eight floors. Uh, the uh -huh. increase in th uh, three floors could potentially add uh, more dividends and increase your dividend yield. And lastly, dividend, uh, dividend yield growth can come from creative asset acquisitions. So, Jerome, before I ask the next question we have on the list for you this morning, um, we have already shared that the opportunities that we have, uh, that we can experience when we invest in a REIT share or, or when we buy REIT shares. Okay, But what is that primary risk or primary thing that we should consider before we 
you know, actually buy or invest in any REIT? I think one of the primary things uh, that uh, one should consider is uh, uh, the question of uh, what is the uh, growth story uh, of the REIT vehicle? How does the sponsor uh, intend to grow the REIT vehicle moving forward? I think that's a very, very important question, um, especially that uh, there are more REITs uh, now heading into the market. Uh, it's important to understand how the REIT vehicle uh, will grow. Um, and what is the plan uh, for that moving forward? So there's also a bit of uh, uh, execution risk uh, that one should consider, especially uh, in, in investing in uh, REITs. And uh, I do believe it's very important to understand uh, the growth prospects uh, of a REIT, uh, especially you know, who, 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 would, who, would, who wouldn't want to buy a, uh, a REIT that is uh, growing, right? Um, and, uh, and, and just to uh, pick up on your previous comment, uh, a REIT, uh, five or ten years down the line may look significantly different from where it is today, given that uh, a lot of the sponsors will most likely uh, execute on their plans uh, to grow the REIT vehicle. So I think that's very, very important to consider what's the growth story and how uh, the, the, the REIT vehicle um, and the sponsor intend to execute that uh, growth plan. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Jerome, for answering those two questions that I gave earlier. So, Again, thank you very much for joining us today, Jerome, and giving a lot of wonderful insights on about the world of reads. But before I let you go, we're not yet done. Do you have anything else you wish to share with our audience today? Are there any personal tips from you to help us be more confident and ready in investing in REIT, especially for first-timers like me or probably most of our audience this morning? Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to leave a few words uh, for, you know, potential... Uh, um uh, uh property developers who want to uh, think about uh, doing REITs and as well as potential investors uh again a REIT uh, has the potential to unlock the value of a sponsor's portfolio and simultaneously raise cash for the sponsor's growth prospects moreover the REIT vehicle uh, is able to join the tax benefit as a REIT and that's you know one of the major uh, reasons uh, why a lot of uh, uh, potential issuers are thinking about uh, doing REITs or in the process of uh, uh, doing a REIT uh, for investors uh, you know it can provide them with a new inflation hedged instrument uh, with attractive returns supported by dividend yields and dividend yield growth uh, there could be participation in the upside in prime assets that could that, that could be purchased at affordable ticket sizes. So you know, if you, if you think about it, um, let's say the the issue price is like five pesos per share. The corresponding board lot that is a hundred shares. So for five hundred pesos, one can get a hundred shares of a REIT vehicle. They're very well said, Jerome. Again, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us in this episode of Investment Insights. Thank you, Gia. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you again, Jerome. And we do hope that our audience enjoyed this session as well. Just a few announcements before we end our session today. Investment Real Thrills is back and it just got bigger. We are giving away as much as 10,000 pesos worth of EGCs plus a chance to win 30,000 pesos in investment credits. 
For every 1 million pesos that you invest in any of the participating funds, you will get 1,000 pesos worth of EGCs from Gift Away Philippines. These EGCs can be redeemed and used for shopping in merchants like Lazada, Grab, Zalora, Shopee, and Gcash. And since we want you to start building the habit of investing, we will also give you a chance to win 30,000 pesos worth of investment credits if you enroll your investment entry in the regular subscription plan. The promo period for this investment real thrills is from July 1 to December 31, 2021. So everyone, this wraps up our session for today. Thanks for tuning in to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth Made Easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.